Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Content warning and trigger warning for this podcast. There's a lot about sexual assault and rape. Is there anything else that we think? And a lot of violence. A lot of violence. But we don't describe, we're not going to describe it. We're going to mention it. A a bit of, yeah, yeah, we're not going to describe it, but there's also discussion of um, like death and murder and all of the intense things. Hello and welcome to the Banging Book Club. My name is Lena Norms. My name is Lucy Moon. And I'm Sonna. Hey! <laughs> you need like a suave sir, son of Lee Sonna from Books and Quills. <laughs> um, so this episode, we are going to be talking about The Power by Naomi Alderman, but first, Parish Notes. <laughs> Hannah Witten has lived through her ordeal yeah. and is on the up. Uh, she hasn't joined us for this episode, but as you will notice, Sara from Books and Quills has come to take her place. I'm in the room, I'm ready to talk about books. Mm-hmm. Yay. So because Hannah's a little bit ill at the moment, we thought, oh, who's read The Power and is awesome at speaking about things and is our friend. Oh, wait! It's <laughs> it was me. Um, so, Sana's here to talk to us um, about The Power and we're very excited to have her. I'm not here to talk to you about The Power. Oh, okay. <laughs> Before we go any further. Yeah. Bangy Book Club is the fortnightly podcast where we talk about a book about sex or gender once a, which we read once a month. <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed that nice got summary. It, got it. <laughs> we need Hannah back. We can't remember our own intro. <laughs> so Hannah is the organised one, and I'm happy to oh, admit yeah. that we are held up by her. What's the word? In inherent ability. I would to say organize. that she's Hermione and you're Ron. Yeah, and I'm Harry. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I did bring notes today because I'm a blue oh, personality oh, type, God, so I, I couldn't. Help wait, I'm sorry. You're a what? I'm a blue personality type. There are color personality yes, types. There's four. Oh my goodness, are you serious? I'm so excited. Can you tell me all about them after this podcast? I will. <laughs> oh, I love personality tests. I'm a type nine on the Enneagram. I'm a seven. New experiences. Mm-mm. Anyway, this is a new experience. Segway back into the podcast. Um, so, um, obviously, the tradition is, as Sana is a first-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> um, we do um, noise reviews. So, oh, Lucy, gosh. would you like to start? No, because I haven't come up with an... Okay. Um... Ah... <laughs> There we go. You probably electrocuted then. That was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mine was pew, 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 pew. Boom. <laughs> also very appropriate yeah. if you've read it. I think mine is going to be very simple. <gasps> <laughs> Short, sharp. <laughs> I wonder how much we're peaking our audio this week. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're all right, actually. In, I hope you're all enjoying yourself at home. I just would like to say as well, my noise review was um, a verbal interpretation of my anxiety reading this book. 
because I actually so I'm 50 pages from the end surprise surprise Lucy didn't finish her book that's pretty um, good though yeah I mean for Lucy scale I like I could not continue reading because I was I literally I had to sit on the tube and breathe slowly in and out mm-hmm. because I was reading these graphic descriptions of dead people and of people having bits of their throat cut out um oh yeah this is not spoiler free um, mm. and I was just like this is awful like my poor fragile little body reads about stuff on the news all the time and now I just like escapism and Kardashians and this is quite intense <laughs> for my poor brain it is it's just very like in some ways it's a really skilled way of writing where you feel like you're actually having your chest ripped out when you read about other people <sighs> but you're just like I, I just I'm fearful my body I was literally like watching around for people being like is somebody going to try and take my power? Like, yeah. You don't have any power, Lena. And it does kind of ex- escalate at the end. Yeah. Can um, I ask an introductory question? Mm-hmm. Do you like dystopian fiction? Ooh. I love dystopian fiction. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like been my favourite genre for like the first time I discovered it. I was 11 and I oh, haven't really? gone back since. Yeah, the first one I read was about the end of the world. And I thought it was amazing. She's like the dame of dystopian. I love it. <laughs> I like certain types of dystopia so I think I like literary dystopia I loved stations Ele- station 11 mm-hmm. um I I like old like I really like 1984 brave new world like that kind of thing like, I think I like cool. I like apocalyptic more than dystopian I think mm-hmm. but it all kind of blends together sometimes but I haven't really bought into the whole genre so yeah mm-hmm. I wouldn't go for something because it's dystopian mm-hmm. in fact I'd probably be like oh do we do that again okay we're doing it again you know there's got to be another hook in it for me i like when it mixes with historical in a weird way mm. and that that because I, I like historical fiction as well so that's nice and that happens in this i guess yeah definitely spoilers i hate dystopian fiction <laughs> <laughs> with an absolute passion i remember reading 1984 and being like why have i read this what was the point? What was the point? Like, I get it. You know, I I Because you I wanted conceptually... to think about rats burrowing through people's cheeks. Like, oh, I haven't read 1984. This is a confession. I have not read it. Okay, I'll let me read it with you if you want. You okay. really, really should because it, like, the way that my mum put it to me was, imagine reading this in, in, what would it have been? Yeah, the 1960s. Mm-hmm. It, like, it was the first. 1948. 1948, but it just left me, like, I felt like I read about someone's boring life for, like, a whole book. And then I read Handmaid's Tale and I felt the same. And so there's something, I'm a very much the sort of person that, as we established from the Kardashians, like, some light-hearted, you know. Mm. I, w- I want something that's not going to make me think too much. Yeah, not a lot of yeah. light-hearted dystopia. No. Yeah. <laughs> However, happen. I did enjoy this book. I think a good lesson from that is that, like dystopian dystopias are kind of there to warn you of the extremes and if you carry on the same path yeah. you're carrying on what's the slippery slope down yeah. and the slippery slope down is often like gory and horrifying but it's also really fucking boring so let's yeah. avoid a like an apocalypse because it sounds yeah. ho- horrifyingly boring <laughs> i also discovered recently i hate black mirror and it's not because i don't think it's amazing mm. because my fragile little heart can't handle it too gory it's just too everything. Netflix I think... is for friends. That's my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Netflix is for. Netflix and chill. Not Netflix Luke on Luke. the edge of my seat with heart palpitations. <laughs> like Netflix and kill. Yeah. I just can't. Yeah. So like there was, there was the one. Um, what's the one on the spaceship? That was fine. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. 
What? Oh no, I was thinking of um, what's the one that you made me watch? Serendipity. Um, that's uh, meant to be a good one. The, 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 with the with the ship and the and it got cancelled and the. Oh, you can't take the sky oh. from me. <laughs> um, Serenity. Yes. Serendipity. I'm very close. close. <laughs> that's also a very good film. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into it, because I'm realising this about other podcasts, when people don't explain what the book's about, yes. can we yeah. do a little rundown? Because I often listen when it. I haven't read the book, and actually mm. it makes me want to read the book. Even though there's some spoilers. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, how do we explain the power? The power is a dystopian book, uh-huh. novel, mm-hmm. about... Um, it's following uh, five or six people's lives as they experience this phenomenon where women develop something called a scheme in their neck which means that they can they have electric powers yeah mm-hmm. someone explain it i just think about like an electric like an eel they can conduct yes. electricity and it starts what i think is really interesting the way she chose to start it was mm-hmm. it starts in teenage girls yeah and it's yeah. this dormant gene that's been around for a long time and it's part of evolution and it's just this way and that this we're organ evolving. that people now have i keep pointing it's at a, where it is it's when an yeah. organ your, 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 collarbone. your collarbone yeah um, which I think is very elegant. It's very fashionable. I love it. But also, it, 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 can, it means it can be visible. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you can you can kind of hide it, but it's also... But it's there. It's know. like this kind of... Yeah. It's also one of the like most sensitive bones in your body in mm. terms of if you break it, having fractured it, Ooh. agonizing. Really? Oh my Absolutely God, no wonder you didn't like agonizing. this book. <laughs> Um, I've never yeah. had any pain in that. I had proper like twinges for like at least two years after I fractured oh it. No. It was awful. Collarbones are just for putting glitter on when you go out. That's all I've used. I can't even touch this one now. Where <laughs> oh, it was. Don't talk about glitter. Oh. Oh. Anyway, right, I've got the heebie-jeebies. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Glitter is a whole other thing okay. in this book. So anyway, so basically the teenage girls get it first. They can teach other people to do it. So they start teaching the younger girls how to do it. And people, girls start being born being able to do it. And they also start teaching some of the older women to do it. And it's this cool cool metaphor of like women passing on power to power. And other generations passing the power back. And and that. But the plot centres around how that affects all these different characters. So the main character is called... Ali. Ali. Mm -hmm. And she grows up in a children's home. And then gets passed on to these parents. Yes, she's with like a foster family. The women are angry women. So mm, yeah. all of the characters we follow are women in this book, other than Tunde, who documents everything mm-hmm. um, and is a reporter. Um, but yeah, the, the idea is that they the power has been like, kind of um, released within them and the, the way like they ready do it. ready to burst out yeah, because, because they've, they've been like suppressed or something yeah, horrible Or they've suffered yeah, horrible gendered violence yeah. or, you know, been abused as children. And those are the people with the most power. And then it turns the whole world on its head. Yeah. As it would. Yeah. So we follow um, a guy who's a reporter. He's mm-hmm. a self-made YouTube star reporter. Everything yeah, exactly. gets posted on YouTube and there's forum discussions. It's really interesting. He just goes yeah. out with, is it his phone that he films Digital on? Digital camera mm-hmm. is what he gets at the end because okay. he doesn't want to be tracked or something. I don't know. Right. And so then we've, we've got um, the woman who is a politician and her daughter. In the US, right? In the yeah. US. Yeah. And so like her, a, so that's wants Margo. to be a senator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got Ali, who mm-hmm. is kind of the main character, who um, is abused um, as a foster child and runs away from home and moves into a convent and starts a becomes something becomes, totally new. Yeah, she like, reinvents herself. Co-ops. She co-ops Christianity and turns it into the idea of the mother, mm-hmm. not the father. Not the holy, yeah, not the father. And so becomes Mother Eve because she can control her power really intensely. And I feel like she also hears a voice. Like, I feel like yeah. she almost has a calling. 
Yeah. She does like a prophet. Yeah. She's kind yeah. of like a prophet. And yeah. she's trained her, but she's quite aware that she's trained her force enough. Her force. She really, know. yeah, she she's really trained how so to control can, it. And she's yeah. like really using it to and she like, it's heal people a bit as yeah. well. Yeah, and this voice is kind of commanding to her to do very like strange things. Yeah. And like she trusts it a lot. But it also like, to forgive me for linking inappropriate books together, but it reminds me of the goddess voice in Fifty Shades of Grey, where she's like, <laughs> the goddess <laughs> took me over and I couldn't know what to do. The goddess voice inside oh me was gosh. telling me to do it. And I was like, oh God. Anyway, so it reminds me of that. Um, <laughs> Roxy? Uh, Roxy. Roxy. Roxy's an odd character. She reminds, she and her family remind me of the Glorious Heresies, if any of you have read that. I was, when I was reading those chapters, I was thinking, oh, like, I feel like I was back in that book because it's kind of like a semi, well, not semi, criminal family, mm. basically. It kind of reminded me of EastEnders. <laughs> yeah, like, so the idea like is that they're London gangsters that uh, have drug businesses and they kill a lot of people. And and they they're... just seem like they're family, but then they also seem ruthless just against each other and yeah. everyone around them yeah so there's lots of death with Roxy's chapters mm. <laughs> and she ends up running this drug cartel thing yeah. I don't really mm. know uh, selling this drug that the women can take and it's like uh, cut with coke yeah. and it makes their Enhances powers their stronger power. yeah. and it's yeah. called glitter yeah. Yeah. which, which I, I love <laughs> it was just like a commentary on how much glitter there is in like fashionable women's things at the moment I was like unicorns and glitter are you trying to, tell to be us honest something? if you were going to design a drug for me <laughs> glitter like yeah. it's the one but make it shiny <laughs> I'm not saying I take it <laughs> I'm just saying, just saying if you're trying to make it as appealing as possible um, is that all the characters that we follow I think so um, Margot, yes. Ali, well, we haven't talked. Roxy, we haven't talked totally. about the first people that we meet in the book, which is kind of outside of the book. Oh, I don't yeah. know if we so want to start with the, that. There's oh, this gosh. book ending, yeah. of the book. I yes. don't know if book ending is the technical term, but this a sandwich, a... if you will. Yes. Um, so it's two authors writing to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, one author, a male author, talking about the book that he's written, um, and then a female author writing back, and the female author is called Naomi, but it's not the person that has written this book. So but I mean, it... she could have picked any name. She picked Naomi, so yeah. I feel like this, she's supposed to be telling us yeah. something here. The implication um, is that they live beyond this time, beyond this historical time that's happened, mm. and that, or like historic fiction time, and women mm. are in charge. Yeah. And mm. so she, it must be every editor's letter she's ever received that she's now parodying, <laughs> or because it's just Naomi right, being so is like, she, is she an editor or is she an author? I can't remember. She's I think author, she was a like higher she... academic. Mm. Okay. So he yeah. was, he was in her class. She'd studied with him. She. It kind of implies that she'd taken kind of some kind of sexual advantage of him at some point. Oh, <laughs> she's a patronizing, authoritarian, yeah, authoritative voice. Because yeah. the very first sentence is it says the letter is coming from the men's the men writers association, mm-hmm. which that already says a lot. Well, for yeah. me, see, I don't know much about the world of books and publishing, but for you two, that was such a like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, is he gonna submit for his women's literature his men's literature prize yeah, yeah. The, the foster's prize for men yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> which would be amazing anyway um so yes and and the the in this far far future they have no idea about our world they have no idea that it, yeah. whatever and and interspersed between each chapter is one of a fictional artifact mm-hmm. from either our time or the time when the transition was going on yeah. and it, there's all these debate about whether you can so it's a it's like either a drawing of an artifact or there's like little chapter bits mm. where there's like this instructional manual for men on how to stay safe yeah, yeah. and all of those things that read like you know a direct flip of something that you might have read 
in our world. Yeah. And yeah. also there's there's one that's based on a real statue, but it's got bits of iPad stuck to it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they tell you at the end that it's a real statue, but they just like put drew some iPad on it. Anyway, which Weird. I quite enjoyed. I can't, I can't but I, I felt like when I started reading this book, I wasn't exactly sure what was going to happen because you know it's leading mm. up to something it starts with I 10 years to go to, five years yeah. to go mm. and I think the closer you get the closer to like realising what's going to happen you get but I feel like I when think... I started reading it I didn't know what was going to happen I didn't realise I was assuming a war but then this whole thing is like it's in a time where it's modern enough that there is like there's chat forums that are scarily accurate I don't know if either of you read that chat forum yeah. it's like a 4chan forum <laughs> And like I've read very similar things, <laughs> it's fascinating. Mm, yeah, so it seems and, like, like texting and... they were really advanced, like we were. Then something happened, and now it seems like it's back to mm. not quite normal. Yeah. Um, can we talk about whether this book, like, what did you think this book was going to be, and what? For, so for me, like, one of the overarching things that I thought it was going to be was like I'd heard people because you know. it's feminist publishing world people are like you have to read the power you have to read the power and i'm like i will read the power um and like basically all they told me about it was like it's this world where women get this power where they can electrocute men yeah and i was exactly. like sounds great uh, mm. a little bit of wish fulfillment bit of you know probably a bit like dirty yeah. damn dirty but like you know i thought it was gonna be sorry mm, sorry go ahead oh and i and i found it was a lot more um neutral and a lot more um historical and a lot more like it had a lot of she didn't commit to a certain point of view, I don't think, apart from the overarching point, which I think is either gender could have done this. <laughs> the way we live now, it could have been either one of us. Um, uh, and I just, I found it a lot more nuanced and a lot more graphic than I, than, um, I thought it was going to be. And I was happy about the nuance and I was sad about the graphic. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be very much more a shorter time slot. So mm. maybe talking about like a month or something like that, not on this massive scale that it is. And I also thought in my head, I thought, okay, if this power develops, instant chaos, instant, you know, but I feel like mm. it was a lot more realistic probably in this way where yeah. people start making laws, people start controlling it, obviously you wouldn't instantly just like burn down the whole world. Mm. Yeah. I also wasn't expecting it to be international. Mm. Yeah. I'm really glad it had a real international, you were jumping between different countries. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be one character as well and now you get yeah. so many different, Not different timelines. Different stories. Yeah, I'm glad. I thought it worked really well together. I thought, I don't know if this is the right place to say it, but like I thought it was as soon as we start getting the switch over from a male-dominated world to a female-dominated world, properly, like, towards the middle end of the book, all the language becomes incredibly cliché. Everything people, all the women are saying to the men is, like, direct quotes of the classic things men say to women. And that almost felt disingenuous with the rest of the book, where I think everyone was saying stuff that their characters would have actually said. Mm. It instantly flipped for me, as though women were now like, we are the powerful ones, we discriminate against everyone. <laughs> it was... I don't know. Because you think it should, it would have taken more generations for that kind yeah. of language to evolve and it would have evolved oh, differently. 100%. It must have just been on a power high, right. though. I feel like... But that like, imagine is... if that happened so quickly, you suddenly live in a world where everything's been, like, totally flipped. But then mm. I also was surprised that a lot of the women are still super scared. Like, they're mm. powerful, and some of them go totally mad with power. Mm. And then some of them are still scared because instantly the men go, uh-uh, this isn't good. We need to yeah. do something against this. Yeah, so you have to pretend that you don't have it. Or... Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But that's what one of the character the the character who's like a politician has to like prove that she doesn't have it. Yeah. So there's a law that comes in in America where like if you ha- if you're a woman and you have the power you can't be in parliament, which is the opposite of power. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's not what I thought I'd get from a book like this, and it was very exciting to be like, oh my god, like, oh yeah, of course. Of course it wouldn't be as simple as like, oh, and then all the female politicians would sort it out. Like, you'd outlaw it. You'd outlaw yeah. um, something that gave you that much power. But there's that whole chapter with Margot at the dinner party where she sees a boy she fancies and she, like, um, like describes him like a piece of meat and then does everything really, really stereotypical. And I'm like, your attitude as a 50 or 60-year-old woman would not have changed that fast you would have remembered what it was yeah like, like she mm, grabs this guy's yeah. bum when she's in the lift with him and stuff i mean it's yeah. not consensual like like consent is something that's discussed quite a lot i think in the power and like it just seems like there's a point where women stop asking for consent yeah and i'm like after yeah. years and lots of these women have been through sexual abuse i don't think that's the exact reaction that just hits after yeah. five years of having the no, power right. they're like let's abuse people like i don't know there's there's yeah I don't know. Doesn't feel I, that I wouldn't believe that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you've got. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I found it interesting how they also explored that. I'd instantly turn into some sort of kink. Yeah, like having so. The, I love that. Some of yeah. the men being, can you, can you electrocute you my butt? The, yeah, can you use the power on me? Basically. Yeah, because I it became instead of something that was just like because initially it was so out of control and so like women would just electrocute boys and they die basically because yeah, they didn't know that how to yeah. control the power mm. as soon as they could control it it was like you give people little jabs and it's like a playful thing and it's yeah. and also you can like, like your physical control pe- yeah control people without other people really knowing what's going on and sort mm-hmm. of like threatening them in that way yeah but i think it's it's interesting that it kind of didn't re- redress the balance because obviously the men are still physically stronger like if they you know like if they wanted to overpower them physically if, and they didn't have the power they'd still be hmm. stronger mm. but like it didn't it didn't equalize things it wasn't like oh and, and now the women have a power too we can all live happily it was like doesn't equalize things actually created loads of divisions because fe- like female kids and male kids were being split in school oh yeah so they, they instantly say like, the, i think the like, first day they're, they're like <laughs> but in fairness wouldn't like i thought that was a such a realistic reaction mm. if because all the girls were just getting because they're so hormonal and so angry yeah and, like I, as a teenage girl i was like depressed and angry and know all mm. the feelings like it makes total sense that had i been anywhere near boys i shouldn't have been near yeah them. and i feel like any <laughs> any parents were just like this doesn't feel quite right we have to split this up until yeah. we figure out what the hell to do because it seemed to be temporary didn't it like mm. and but i think there is like because some of it's like interesting because i think some communities of women in quite rightly feel very like inherently shamed and angry with men and then for them to be have this power all at once, like there were gangs of in one country, there were gangs of women yeah. going like who were sex sex slaves, ganging mm-hmm. up together and killing their mass. Which is like you know, in some ways, like when it started, I was like, yeah, yeah, like, this and is the so convent empowering. as well, yeah, and having that convent where people are having like a kind of like really big sisterly experience, mm-hmm. um, but then it getting out of hand. But it was it was interesting because I think like there's lots of times, I think that female communities do have the capacity for that where they can be like well men have gone through all of this they can at least handle this thing or Mm. like you know like i think in some friendship groups i've been in in the past there's there've been women who are like well men get all this and men get all that so they can buy me three diamond rings you know or like yeah or like they have to do this you know like these are the loopholes they have to jump through because i feel like i've been hard done by which Mm. they have been but it's weird because then once you feel like you've been hard done by you raise the stakes for the other person and i think part of it is this like 
revenge culture of like yeah. being like right now we've got the power you're all fucking dead right yeah. it's such a different situation it's whether like, it's like a teenage girl in the u.s versus these mm. women in some sort of you know terrible like dark building in a random european country that have been there for 20 years and will probably never leave it like yeah, get, yeah. them getting the power yeah. like it's such a different dynamic yeah. when you read also it also the mob thing there's that bit where they go to the police station and um, Ali's describing everyone as like the atmosphere is literally electric mm. like women are murmuring and it's exactly it's what protests are like when there's mainly women like <laughs> I was just like murmuring and excitement and there's this energy and like but they, they're not aggressive and, mm. and but there's a definite sense of camaraderie and I think that towards the end of the book turns very aggressive yeah mm. and there's always like I think the single people in the crowd that are a bit more yeah that have different intentions but it's very interesting it is like uprisings and mm. revolution and is but that people yeah. don't and know then, what they're revolutionising to or for yeah That's what's like, going to be the result should... yeah get rid of the men yeah like yeah yeah and then there's still the day to day as well which is really funny because like yeah. politics still happen and school still happens and they and keep referring like back to the news yeah oh this was the other thing as well the random guy getting sexualized on the news all the time i was like i just don't <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i loved yeah. it i loved it because it is a parody but it, it was definitely that feeling of i don't think that much would have changed in four years like <laughs> they're basically like we'd literally got... be like oh sexy little man on screen oh <laughs> what piece of me is like it just doesn't seem yeah you're like and yeah they, i think he's like one of the presenters and they're like oh and now now here's jim with his abs and the news you know like they just yeah. say stuff that was like outlandish but I found that quite funny but it's so unbelievable like I found bits of it so believable and then something like that would come in and I'd be like that's like maybe the 1960s 1940s of like whereas everything else is up to date in terms of technology yeah it feels odd that we then recede 60 to 70 wait do you mean on the news yeah yeah yeah, no no but that's I mean that's still there when you you when you watch certain like Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. American news shows and the way that the male presenters talk to the female presenters. So I, one of my questions was, what would it be like for a guy to read this book? Because obviously mm. we're three women reading this and I feel like this book sometimes felt a little bit like 
watching Wonder Woman in the cinema, there were certain scenes where you're like, this is so incredible. I've never seen anything like this before. Before this gets out of hand, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wonder, I haven't talked to any guys, I think, that have read this, and I'm just going to be curious. I haven't met any guys like. that have read it either. Yeah, really? Just, weird. I wish my boyfriend wasn't dyslexic. <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> go right ahead. It must be a strange experience to read this. Yeah, it would be. I wonder if as much stuff, because the stuff that I'm like, that's a really obvious. This, That's my only criticism of, the, of this book, is some of it, when, when it turns, I'm like, mm. that's too obvious to put in this really intelligent book. But is it so mm. obvious because we're so used yeah, to it? Yeah, exactly. Is it so obvious because we've been parodying it, parodying it in our own videos? Yeah, and like amongst like, ourselves. And it's constantly parodied in the circles I'm in. Mm. So I was talking about, there's like this little insert of protective men's clothing that they yeah. can wear so they don't get electrocuted, electrocuted, which is kind of like, I was talking about, there's like clothing that women wear. It's like anti-rape shorts mm. and things like mm. that. And I feel like though there might be things that yeah, wouldn't be as obvious to guys it, reading it. it. It made me think about how I'd act towards the men in my life if it happened. Because I'd want to be, you know, in The Handmaid's Tale where um, they have this conversation where they take away all of the women's credit cards. Oh, yeah. And, and the, guy's like, the guys don't like, worry don't worry. It. It's you know, don't worry about it. I'll give you money if you need it. Don't make a fuss. That's what I'd probably do. And then I'd probably be a dick. But like, I'd be the it's person like, who'd be like, I'll protect your you. camera. You know, like the room. You know, yeah. And it, that was really interesting. If you're the position, if you're in the position where you no longer have the power, mm. it's very different from if you're the person who then suddenly is like on top in society, mm. and you're like, it's fine. And I also think that if I was a guy, I would, um, I, I don't know. I think I'd react to it really differently because I think, like, the violence towards men sh- shook me up in this book. Mm. But you, I see violence towards men a lot, but it's usually male-on-male violence. Yeah. Ve- yeah. I can't really think of many instances in any media where I've seen women hit men. And, or, you... and, I, and I felt really bad about the men in the book. I was like, I felt really sorry for them. But then mm. I'm so desensitized to women being hurt in books. I didn't Literally really notice what I was it. about to say. Like, I was, like, especially the scenes which involve sexual assault. Yeah, with the gendered violence, um, I felt so incredibly sorry for the men in the book who were experiencing that. Mm. However, I feel completely desensitised and I think to women who experience that when I read about it, partially because I see women as coming out the other side stronger whereas for men experiencing it for the first time, the same way for women who experience it the first time must be devastating. Mm. Like, absolutely devastating. There's definitely... I'm used to hearing stories of women rising through it and becoming public speakers. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. so true. I'm used to this narrative where we're really strong in the face of being a victim whereas I'm not used to men being victims at all so I'm like oh my god you poor thing you can't even do anything now <laughs> there's definitely moments where Tunde suddenly goes I am totally helpless like yeah. there's nothing I can do to save myself now I'm totally at the mercy of this yeah this woman yeah yeah exactly and like initially in that first instance where he's assaulted the other women are like get rid of this crazy woman like kind of defending mm. him with their own powers and then what is it the second time when he's running away from that woman in the woods? I don't know if that happens again. Again, last 50 mm. pages haven't been read. Um, yeah, that's where he's like, I'm defenceless. Mm. I'm going to die. Mm. <laughs> um, what a cheerful read. Yeah, it's a book, isn't it? <laughs> but I do wonder what the experienced men would have reading it and if they get the level of nuance or get the kind of female camaraderie elements all through the beginning. Mm. Because I think reading about the convent was like the nicest reading experience I've had in a while. Mm. Really? Because it quite creeped me out. Like yeah. I thought it was nice, but it was also like... You can kind of see where it's heading. 
Really? Yeah. Do you think? Oh, no, I loved it. Don't know why. <laughs> I was having a good old time. It was kind of like, like a wizarding school. Nice. Yeah, exactly. It was like And they also went in the sea. Nice. Yeah, and they went in the sea and like... I'm all about creepy women getting together. Like, yeah, it was, it was just very cult. Do you know, it was very um, Virgin Suicide. I literally, yeah. They yeah. created this like weird, shriny environment for themselves mm. and they all like, acted as one. Um, yeah. But yeah, the religious aspects were really scary um, mm. and like very possible. Mm. <laughs> well, it all happens in my mm. degree. We did a lot of it about Africa. Like as soon as the whole thing looks like the way that Christianity spread around Africa. Mm. Um and it wasn't it was um taken on in like local religion within africa and kind of pieced together with their own stuff they already had Mm. and so stuff was reinterpreted you have 60 gazillion kinds of christianity in it across this is a huge generalization obviously but there are many different kinds of flavors in the same way there Mm. are here we got all the denominations it's just Mm. not as structured Mm. Mm. um but that's that's how religion spreads. I feel yeah. like in this book, they kind of take what they think is useful and then mm-hmm. they add some bits to it to yeah. make it work for them. But yeah. that is literally how that is religion. So for me, it wasn't, I don't know, I was like, lol. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this, <laughs> this, this is, is so a, accurate. This is kind of a spoiler, but I'm also just like a, like an amazing part of the book that I think needs to be talked about is that Ali, who turns into Mother Eve or turns mm-hmm. herself into Mother mm-hmm. Eve, this huge religious character, um, kind of her motive her driving motivation for being that person is because she's running from this home life that was with this foster family foster mum and dad where um the the guy like consistently raped her and took her power away all under the guise of christianity mm-hmm, yeah. um so for her to kind of turn that on her head and make herself a matriarch of that religion yeah, like let me show you what this is yeah. and she doesn't hear from them she changed her name she gets her friend roxy to delete her identity uh and then near the end of the book she encounters the the, the woman at the end because she she actually kills the man uh she, she encounters the woman again the woman's remarried created a very similar environment to the one that she had before with mm. more children in it and and kind of completely assigns her inspiration for that home to mother eve and to ali and says like i've been watching your progress since you left us and you've inspired and and what she's done is she's ran away from that environment and and created an environment that inspires it <laughs> and that was really like mm, that's scary you know a lot of it is bathos where you're like yeah this is a re- revolution women in charge everything's gonna be fine you're like i know it's oh, concentric circles yeah. there are still bad people yeah, yeah. concentric and circles is find... a wonderful description for it yeah oh human it's, nature <laughs> it's oh my god okay also the best again another spoiler but like the line the very last line at the end of the book can i just read it Ooh. oh well, properly with them. Um, these are during the letters between Naomi yeah, and so this is right the male the author who theoretically wrote this book. Um, so she's not really convinced that there was this other world before theirs, where where men yeah, are in charge. So they, so they only know a world where women are in power. Yeah, and this guy's going. I think it was actually. Yeah, and and he's and and he's very um oh I'm probably wrong but I'm pretty sure I've got all of this this information I think I'm on the right track but you tell me Naomi because you know you taught me how mm-hmm. to study and then the, the last line of it is like. Neil, I know this might be very distasteful to you, but have you considered publishing this book under a woman's name? Best. Naomi. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> that was like, I think for me that I was like, because I was like, where, what is the intention of this author? Where is she going? What's the thing? And I'm like, she's turning on his head and she's saying that it's going to be bad either way. She's, there's no mm. inherent goodness in mm. women. There's only, which I think is a really good thing for us to remember as feminists is like, because sometimes I think we can get into like a girl gang thing that's that's really cool, but the girl gang is only born out of um, like a, um, 
an unequal society and mm. I think men would probably find that camaraderie in themselves <laughs> eventually if they you know they, they find it in different I think ways they do. they do have it yeah. in, in, in some way but I think um, it's also like this thing of like we're like girl gangs we're better we can make better decisions like we should get women into power because they're better and they're more nurturing not true no. we should have them in power <laughs> because they're we, they fucking should be there <laughs> you know and like it, it's the same thing it's like there's nothing inherently good about us it's just that we're like equally bad and good yeah and but we, we have experienced depression yeah on various and, levels um, depending on something that reminds me of that is this whole like melania fiasco and the that i i felt like she's parodying melania even though I, I don't know when she wrote it but um before it's published but the the female who the the woman who is married to the powerful politician kills him yes. and then takes his place <laughs> yeah. as the leader of the country and leads this huge creates a new country out of all these other countries and leads this huge horrific war and I'm like Melania <laughs> she'd do that <laughs> really think. she she'd it was really funny to me I was like published now it was um, recent wasn't it like 2016 yeah, but I feel like it's it takes a long time to like write books yeah 2016 yeah this would have taken a while to write yeah to even mm. clear your head enough to so I don't know if she met Melania um, as we have now but, no 2016 <laughs> um, no but I think um, so I from what I've heard from people is that um, Naomi Alderman um, had like uh, Margaret Atwood took her under her wing and helped her like edit this book. Oh, yes, like, I want to talk about the Handmaid's like, Tale. Yes, do you do want to it. talk about Handmaid's Tale? Yes, please. I'd like to disclose that I don't remember much of the Handmaid's Tale. I just remember <laughs> not enjoying it. And don't let the bastards <laughs> grind you down. <laughs> so I read the Handmaid's Tale last year for the very first time, and I read it, and I thought, why have I not read this before? <laughs> this is the book for me. I can't believe you were into dystopian fiction. You hadn't. I know. Managed this, to get uh, it on like the a list. lot of the classics I haven't read, so I read that. And then this felt like the perfect companion read, also because um, The Handmaid's Tale has that bit at the end, like the the bit where they sort of discuss The Handmaid's Tale, spoilers for The Handmaid's Tale, um, in a historical setting as well. So mm. they look back on that and go, oh, was it was that really what it was like? And so that's mm. definitely where I saw the parallels with this. Mm. That's cool. I do like that it was framed with the letters, even though I wasn't ready for it. I was like... I just kept thinking back about it and being like, what is this? Yeah. What is this context? So like, well, I, I, that was but probably my favourite. I really like I love that. Once yeah. it was resolved, I was like, yeah. Mm. I think if you read these two, whether you read The Power First and then The Handmaid's Tale the other way around, I think they're such an interesting combination and obviously yeah, like are so like closely linked as well. You should definitely read both and definitely read The Handmaid's Tale first mm-hmm. to understand. Mm. Yeah, if you're gonna. I, I also think what's interesting, like the the sum of the power dynamics that people who are like professing to be good people but don't say they're feminist that those power dynamics those things that are like that that's natural that's just how men and women are like Mm. that old argument that i I still frequently meet in my day-to-day life Mm. um (laughs) it can be turned on its head really easily when like you know they're, they're talking about it um in retrospect and they're like but why would anybody think that men are naturally in charge women birth children Mm. that is the leading role in any society why would you think men we're set up to endure more pain than men we Mm. go through childbirth which is pretty fucking hard joy you know there's lots of stuff like that 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 you could argue it like makes us makes like the female traits superior to men's in the same way you can argue that men's makes it's just stupid yeah another thing i'm just thinking of right now and i kind of was thinking during it like how do transgender people fit into this world like do well, people, we kind do of people... have that discussion of the men born with schemes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and they're like the people. They're people don't know how to react. Well, people shame them. Mm. People, I love 
in a way how instantly people who can't use their power properly are labeled as mm-hmm. as kind of less woman mm. in a way and then men who have it can't tell anyone but then there's also the men that want the scheme they yeah. want that power so i think it is it's not explored maybe as well as it could be you could definitely have a follow-up book yeah this could uh, i, I like it i, I like that. it as an entity in itself but there's i, know, so I, much I love potential. one-off books i'm all for the yeah. one-off books yeah i think it makes them classics as soon as you turn it into a trilogy will it ever be a classic i don't know lord of the rings <laughs> oh, obviously a classic, <laughs> is that really a classic but it's a flavor of classic <laughs> Also, not... we had a st- the, Hob- the Hobbit standalone, not, but also awful book. Anyway, not the point. I also think it's interesting, like, with The Hammy's Tale and this book and quite a few other, like, feminist dystopians is their package with this bright red packaging that's mm. fe- that screams communism. <laughs> God, yeah, this, yeah, the first um, thing I thought of when I saw this book was, is it a communist yeah. book? So the, ho- so the hardbag was very different. It was a, it was red as well, but it was a picture of a hand yes. with some like silver electric mm. sort of things coming from it. I think this I is a very that. different approach. I'm going to Google. And I, lo- I really like this one. I think the American I cover love this like cover. that. And I mm. love this much more, I think. I think this kind of like This makes a statement. It definitely makes a statement. Electrifying, <laughs> says Margaret Atwood. I, I bet she was very happy. She clearly, she's the like, only <laughs> word you need. She clearly got the email from Naomi like, hey, I need a quote for the front. Would you mind? I know it will pull in like the right readership. And she'd be like, sure. Electrifying. <laughs> <Enjoy>. <laughs> like there's a little joke between those two. Yeah, I think that's that's brilliant. Um, oh, Margaret Atwood actually said electrifying. Shocking. She actually, the puns keep oh coming. I love it. It's good. Oh, I right. So I actually find okay. I've just found the um image of the powers uh, uh like cover hardback. I'm really freaked out by veins mm. and all operational oh, veins. No, that's oh, that's not good. For so you. like I've just seen that and got proper heebie-jeebies. There's all uh, well actually I won't talk about it. There's just this like no this like, fear of holes concentric. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they also talk about you see it, you can't unsee it. Never Google it, Lena. I'm not gonna. Good. <laughs> they also talk in a book about how when you get shocked, when like the power is used on you, you almost keep this tattoo on yeah. your arm of like it's it going through your arm. Yeah, I honestly, all of that patterning absolutely makes me want to vomit in my mouth. <laughs> so yeah, I'm really glad we have this cover. I'd imagine yeah, that was good. some like feedback they got from like uh, reader response. <laughs> I was like, please no. Oh, yeah, here's okay. So, so basically, the, the, the guy who is questioning Naomi at the end says, like, I have to say, I don't think much of evolutionary psychology, at least how it relates to gender. As to whether men are more naturally peaceful and nurturing than women, that will be up to the reader to decide, I suppose. But consider this are patriarchies peaceful because men are peaceful? Or do more peaceful societies tend to allow men to rise to the top because they place less value on the capacity for violence? Just asking him a question. I would so just like, like to write an essay on this. Yeah, I just want to write an oh, essay about yeah, this book. I just want to dissect it. I just want to do it on the it little again. letters. Yeah. Mm. I I really want to show them some of the like four uh, chan equivalent conversation because mm. I just is that in that grey bit? In the yeah, head? that's yeah. this. Oh no, that's bit. the research. Oh yeah, this bit. Where's that? Um, what page are you on? This 144. is some of the most. <laughs> Turn to one forty four in your hymn books. So, it's it's the comment section. Of, <laughs> of the Daily Mail. Like, it is 4chan. It's it is scary gossip. <laughs> yeah, oh my lord. It is every awful forum you've ever experienced or comment section. Anyway, so the major, major, like, idea of the news is that Mother Eve, Mother Eve's identity is being linked very closely with the identity of a 16-year-old who killed her adoptive father. So, you know, they're finding out Ali's identity, kind of. 
and it's the discussion about this revelation um and it's <laughs> and it's it's based on some very loose connection um and the first comment is these photos have very clearly been doctored um <laughs> look at the way the light's shining on her face and then um someone else is like it's well known that it is Alison like this has been reported before many times this is such normal news <laughs> um yeah there's so many of just like um oh why are you sucking up to this guy you're clearly sucking his dick and like loads of conspiracy theories yeah and then people are like talking about stuff that's potentially true and then other people are like don't feed, feed the trolls yeah um i'm just enjoying all the usernames yeah they're so funny. <laughs> one of them is the lord is watching oh yeah buck you <laughs> i think buck you has commented on my channel before hi buck you again <laughs> um you've really survived some really bad um revolution and then there's all these theories on when she because one guy's like how on earth would she have ended up in this at uh, this um what's it called convent 10 days after she murdered him they've clearly doctored the date she arrived mm. we all obviously us as readers know that she did arrive at that 10 day point mm. and people are like no one can walk that fast and like wouldn't she have died like um we people just... just doctored the dates on the sermons we don't even know when she first started and it's just all these conversations are what you have about celebrities on the internet yeah or you read about people and then just like those speeches she makes i'd fucking murder the cunt for free it's just unreal. Yeah, like, fucking stupid little lying bitch cunt. Like, it's just how yeah. the internet reads. Anyway, I I just find it's ridiculous. Oh, and, and people making up fake stories about their nine-year-old son getting electrocuted by a nine-year-old girl who told him to join the convent. Right. Yeah. What? Who was your favourite character in this? Ali. Roxy. Oh, mine was the reporter who I can't say the name of. Say his name? Oh, Tunde. 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 I did really like him. We haven't mentioned Roxy and the drugs. Or the drugs in general. There's oh, right, loads so that, of coke in this book. That Yeah, that Roxy sort of is... Just, she takes over the business, doesn't she? Yeah, mm. so she's dealing this glitter, which yeah. is, we've explained, I think, earlier yeah. in the podcast, kind of cut with coke, and then this power-enhancing drug that they're dishing out to all the soldiers, who are the women now, and dishing out mm. to all these people. It's like a kind of iridescent light blue unicorn colour mm. the same Sounds as all the amazing. unicorn highlighters if anyone uses like Fenty <laughs> the whole holographic uh, yeah the holographic yeah. put up your nose see what happens that's what I'm saying <laughs> might get the power yeah. I'm not endorsing that <laughs> although I don't think anything bad would happen to you if you put unicorn highlighter up your nose we'll move on Summer. I feel like what happens to Roxy is that her um, her mother gets murdered and she is there and then there's just this point where when she's a bit older and she... Does she already have... She thinks she has the... Does it awaken it so in it her? It awakens it in That's her it seeing is, right? her mum die. Yeah, and then she basically sort of grabs power of this empire. Mm. Yeah, and then her parents take it... Her parents, her dad and brother take it back off her yeah. by stealing her skin. Her sleeve. skin! <laughs> oh, it's so horrible. That yeah. that was the bit of the book where I was like... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a really graphic description of someone getting something cut out of them. Yeah, not great. Um, However, yeah, there is so much, like drug enhancement of it it's the same mm. with what you said about the sex sauna of like of course people like this makes so much sense yeah they're gonna of course people are gonna find drugs that enhance that experience yeah mm. or drugs that make them feel fearless and mm. and it was just quite a big so so the thing that really interested me was that not only is roxy doing this she is totally endorsed by mother eve who is meant to be the spiritual leader of right. this revolution this whole, like, she is completely yeah. connected to the army of this new country founded by the melania character um, who I can't even remember the name of, who's 
Well, let's just call her Melania because yeah. I definitely think that's what Naomi Oldman was trying to tell us. <laughs> but what's so interesting is it's a it's a microcosm of corruption, basically. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so accurately written, potentially. Unbelievable. Yeah, you're right. Cause it... I completely believed that that whole drug ring could have been, and like um, the way that Mother Eve on Roxy's, with Roxy's help, has fake IDs, is putting all of her money away in the Caymans, like all of the money of the church is in the yeah. Caymans. And Scientology is, is healing people and just yeah. being such a fantastic role model and yeah. really bringing but all these people together. Do, yeah, doing something good though, in a way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's got a flavour of good to yeah. it. But then also I think she like heals people and then it's only temporary for most yeah. of them, but she's like healing them on TV. Mm. Yeah. The internet. And then they won't bring the people who are too bad. Like they do an Yeah, they only beforehand. bring the people that they know she can heal. Yeah. It's sad, but it, it's so accurate. Like that whole, the connection with the drugs and all the people and how they all connect up is really sad, but true, mm. I think. And the way they talk to the reporter, Guy Tinder yeah. as well. So accurate. Yeah, I think it's interesting that like how much his reporting was being suppressed and how much people started to trust it because he was uploading it to, to YouTube mm. and to, to all mm. these like other sites and not... He wasn't one of the news outlets because the news outlets weren't reporting it. But then, Until the then, news outlets... yeah want his stories yeah yeah and then somebody reports him dead anyway read it if you haven't read it oh yeah like some of it i'm like so much intrigue so many twists someone's gonna read it after all these spoilers i am like hats off to you because there's still so much yeah there's so much we haven't talked about and i think like the spoilers that we've talked about are really interesting spoilers and there's some toilet spoilers that i'm not saying because they're like not like they're really interesting but they're not like Mm. What else was I going to say? About Tunde's character? His his way that he can move between, like, societies and countries, and, but but one of his key skills is, like, getting women to trust him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, such a weird, like, old dynamic that he used to have in the in the other world to seduce women, and now he's trying to get them to trust him so that he can get the news. Mm. And, like, it's, that was, I don't know. Also, it's implied he's Nigerian, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I only caught onto that like midway through the book, mm. and I was like, that's really interesting because he's running around like Delhi and a European this this unnamed yeah, European he country. Was, he's, he's you see him in Nigeria at the beginning of the and book trying to seduce a yeah. girl who has power mm. and gets electrified. Yeah, um, and he also suffers from PTSD mm. from that and the other experiences he has. Anyway, it's fascinating. I, really liked I his just character. realized I thought it was. A, like an interest it, yeah. it's not a character that immediately would be an obvious character to put in it and then I was like this mm. is you know yeah. a teenage boy becomes the news reporter for this huge and it's a very, very a nice way to be able to see all across the world because he's going yeah. all across the world yeah. the other characters aren't that much yeah. so it's yeah it's really really mm. I, lo- I actually really loved his character yeah And but yeah I just couldn't stop thinking he must have stood out so much and so when the women stopped trusting him instantly yeah he's genuinely fucked yeah yeah he's actually with Margaret Atwood, she'd always explicitly like, I never put anything in The Handmaid's Tale that hasn't happened in some society in the world already. There's yeah. nothing fictional in that fictional book. <laughs> and I think probably the same is true of Naomi Alderman. Like, most yeah. of the stuff that I, I was reading about was horrific, but I was like, that's happened the other way around. That's happened the other way yeah. around. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, especially with the refugee camps and the... Ugh. Anyway. Excellent read. Um... Would you have sex with this book, Sana? You've been waiting for this question all night, I can tell. Ah, I'd be intrigued and I'm back away. <laughs> but not because I don't enjoy the book, but because it seems dangerous. <laughs> I would totes have sex with this book if I had the power. Oh, yeah, Wouldn't that be kinky? That would be good. <laughs> Man, it'd be electrifying, some would say. Um, uh, 
I would totally have sex with this book and then read a book about having sex with this book and be like, oh, what are the historical implications of me having sex with this book? And then have like a massive meltdown about time. And then be like, did anybody record me having sex with this book? Will people believe that I had sex with this book? It could go on. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I'm never sure what this metaphor is at the end of this podcast <laughs> and what we like mean by I it. I want to have sex with parts of the book and not the whole book every time we do this. Okay. Yeah. So I really want to have sex with the beginning half of this book. Mm. <laughs> Can you do a heat map of which chapters you would have sex with? I need yeah, a heat map drawn. slowly fades into like a really red... No, no, it goes from like a red amber to like a blue. <laughs> Green blue of no. <laughs> no, no thank you. I don't want to have sex with an apocalypse. But Fair. beginning, 10 out of 10, good fun. I like it. Cool. Great. Well, thank you for being with us, Sana. Thanks so much for having me. I've had a great time. Um, tell us where we can find you on the internet. You can find me at youtube.com slash booksandquills and on the rest of the internet with books that username as well. Yeah. Instagram. Did you collect quills? Or was it just a choice of... So I wanted something that sounded like it could be like a Hermione-ish username. This was way back in 2008. Yeah. And it was also free on all platforms, but apparently it's that in was the when Harry. Men were in charge. It's so long ago. <laughs> yeah. It's in the Harry Potter books. People send me quotes saying there's like a sentence that says books and quills in oh, the Harry Potter I books. See. I didn't get it from there. Okay. Oh. Cool. Sorry, just wondered. Slight <laughs> tangent. Um, yeah, follow us on Twitter uh, at Banging Book Club. Yeah. And our new Instagram. Ooh, which mm-hmm. I made when I was bored over the holidays and then got really ill and just stopped uploading. It's really like, swanky. Yeah, we have a nice little Instagram at Banging Book Club. Please come and follow us. February's read is She of the Mountains by Vivek Sharaya. I'm really sorry. Um, (laughs) Sometimes authors listen to these and I feel for them so much about how I pronounce everyone's names. But I will Google and see if I can find an interview with them before we do our episode. But it's a wonderful poetry. It's poetry, isn't it? Like prose? It's like poetry prose. Yeah. And um, they wrote another collection called um, Even This Page is White. And it's fucking amazing. And Lena's really? giving it to me, so and I'm taking I'm, it. I'm lending it to Sana right now. It's fucking incredible. It's one of the best poetry collections I've ever read. Oh my god, I'm so excited. And this one's called Hashtag Oscar is so white. Cool. Amazing. How do we finish these things? I can't remember. Uh, Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next month. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.